Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Joe McCall, Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And I think we're live here. I'm sorry, I'm getting all kinds of pop-ups on my screen. So who knows? I may not be, but uh, you're here. And how do I know you're listening? Well, I have my ways. I know these things. No, that's kind of creepy. But um, you're here and you're listening to this. I really appreciate it, guys. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And I got a good guest here. His name is Trevor Mock. I've had him on my podcast four times before. So you must know I really like this guy. And Trevor and I go way back. He is the founder, the creator of one of my favorite tools, Carrot. What? what? I thought that was a vegetable. No, joelikescarrots.com. You kidding me? It's the number one real estate investor's website. And it's more than just a website. It's an entire platform that Trevor built from the ground up. It's just amazing. It's incredible. I and mean, we're going to be talking about the data of how he got, check this out. Listen, 197,679 motivated buyer and seller leads so far in 2021. Almost 200,000 motivated buyer and seller leads so far in 2021. Like what the heck? Where does that come from? Where's the where's the momentum going to? Where's it heading to? So if there's anybody that understands the data in the real estate investing space, it's Trevor Mock because he is the number one platform for online lead generation. And uh, he's got really simple, powerful point and click websites that you can create for your own business. I've been a huge Carrot fan for a long, long time. A proud supporter, recommendation. I've recommended Carrot sites for a long time. I even got a domain, joelikescarrots.com because carrots are really, really good for you, right? But we're also going to be showing you the motivated seller lead source that's converting 250% better so far in 2021. And again, this is Trevor who knows his stuff and he's been in the business a long time. We just hang out, hung out, was it two days ago? <laughs> well, yeah two, yeah, two days ago, dude. And, and you missed you missed the most fun of the whole time, which was getting stuck in the elevator with too oh many. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I saw a picture. People. I saw a picture uh, of you guys, like 10 of you or 12 of you in an elevator. You're not giving us enough credit, man. There were 14 of us. And so oh we we apparently don't know how to count. So I, I was one of the first ones in the elevator, Joe. No. And then people kept piling in. I had only drank one drink the entire night. So I wasn't drunk or anything because I had to fly out the next day. No. But uh, 14 of us in an elevator did not work out well. But For we how got long? 45 minutes with... Uh, Tim Bratz, Daniel Clayman, Patrick Riddle, Francis. Great group, though. Couldn't have been a better group. So. Oh, my God. But Mastermind, Mastermind Week was a blast, man. It was fun hanging out with you. And Did anybody player. go to the bathroom? Like, was everybody cool? Or Yeah, dude, everyone was cool. The fire department had to, had to literally come to get us out of this thing. And no we got out. And then uh, me and Ken and some of the guys headed home. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. I saw the picture on Facebook. And you guys look like you were just having a good time. But uh, yeah, that fun. the picture I saw, it was funny. You're face though was all contorted like it did yeah. not look happy he, he i think he caught me in between he, t- he told me to make a funny face and he caught me right in between that moment but i thought it was fun if we were staying there another for another 45 minutes it would have been it probably would have shifted from fun to to agony oh but it was cool gosh. dude 
amazing seeing you there. It's just so, so cool seeing everybody in this mastermind this past four, five, six, seven, you know, some of us 10 years yeah. uh, just grow and just proud of the work you guys are doing, man. It's uh, if those of you wondering what we're talking about, it's a little mastermind that Trevor Mock started with um, Patrick Riddle called the Amplify Mastermind. And I've been honored and privileged. I remember when you guys first asked me to come five years ago, maybe or something, I was like, me? Yep serious this dude like yeah come on joe be cool so i said all right sign me up and it's been a it's a once a year thing that we do super awesome it was in charleston south carolina which is a crazy awesome city i oh, love going to charleston it's one of my favorites it's some of the best restaurants that i've ever been to are there dude um, hands down yeah that, that that one restaurant we, we don't i don't want to tell anybody the name of it because it'll become too popular <laughs> but like that last place we went to that with really healthy food i've that never good, tasted healthy food so good dude that, that was so good we, we did it the last charleston one yeah. two a few years ago amazing food amazing food so guys if you have not been in charleston south carolina put it on the list i've been there probably seven or eight times and every single time i love it so what, get, what, get it. we should say the name of that restaurant though do you remember the name it was something table i can't remember what the name of it was honestly it's Patrick, a health food yeah. like it's it's a place i'm sure vegans love to eat at but they yeah. do have fish and i think they had a little bit of steak salad yeah, they had steak yeah it but it seemed, it seemed like a vegetarian style vibe restaurant mm-hmm. like not vegetarian but a vegan you know like that's an extra yep. step it's a little crispy it, it, it looked crispy around <laughs> the, the food is amazing though man it was amazing <laughs> All right, cool. So I said, what, what do you want to talk about, Trevor? And I, I love having you on my show because you, you you bring the goods, you talk the data. You know, I, I love data, not drama. And you said, hey, let's talk about how we've managed over almost 200,000 motivated buyer and seller leads so far in 2021. And uh, where are they coming from? Where are they? Where's the momentum heading to? So what are you seeing going on right now? This crazy world. Yeah, dude, so, so let me let me share my screen if I can. Will it let you? Yep. Sweet. Ooh. So what, what I'm going to do guys is this, and we don't, we don't do this often. I kind of first started doing it after COVID hit a year ago and we did it. I think you might, you and I might have even done it early and this would be kind of a cool little update. So what I'm going to do is this is I, I had it pulled just from the first. By the way, let me interrupt, interrupt you real quick. Yep. If you're listening to this on the audio uh, podcast, please just go to my YouTube channel. You'll see this yep. on the video there and you can make it big screen, but go to uh, just YouTube, search for Joe McCall and you'll find this uh, podcast there. Cool. cool. Thanks, Trevor. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain, I'll do my best to explain kind of visually, you know, what we're seeing uh, if you guys are just listening to this. So I'm going to, I'm going to give a little recap of this past year because guys and gals in the real estate market, it's been wild. You know, we, we went from before COVID hit, I think a lot of us were looking at going, man, w- when is this train going to stop? You know, the, the real estate market's been a hot market for years. It's been an up upswing for well over a decade now. And if you look at kind of market trending, it's usually that eight to 10, eight to 11 years when something shifts and, and there, there's some sort of a correction. And uh, I know for me going into 2020, I was thinking that, man, probably you know second quarter, third quarter of the year, we're going to start to see something softening. And I don't know if, if that would have happened if, if COVID didn't hit. I don't know. But when when COVID hit, there was an initial two, three weeks. And I'll show you on the, da- on the data, then I'll show you uh, what we're seeing today in 2021. But w- those first two or three weeks, I think everyone wasn't sure what was going to happen. Is the whole market going to tank because of this? Uh, so this is what we saw happen. And so if we were to kind of hover over here, let's look at this. This is February 27th, 2020. And I'm just going to, I'm going to, you verbalize this as, as much as I can for the podcast listeners here. So when I'm, I'm hovering over this thing, uh, 42,866 people landed on our clients' websites on the day of Thursday, February 27th. And then if we start to get into March now, March 2nd, it was still around the 45, you know, thousand or so. This is uh, a year ago, 2020. Exactly. A year ago, 2020. As soon as the shutdowns hit, what we started to see was about a 20% decrease in traffic overnight when the, sh- when the sh- shutdown started to hit. 
And what, what happened after that then, it only took about three weeks for that traffic to bounce back. And so that was an initial shock in the early, early COVID. Hey, what's going to happen? Should I sell my house? Can I sell my house? Is it even safe? And then as people kind of got used to it a little bit or their pain was still there and they still needed to do something, um, they were still continuing to do the searches. Now, I'm going to verbalize on the other side what happened. So this is conversions. And when we were talking uh, last time on the podcast, Joe, I think it was probably March or April of last year during COVID, uh, we were still in that phase where conversions were really, really low. And I'm going to be showing you guys a couple of things. So pre-COVID in 2019, going into early early 2020, we were seeing a, a, a consistent conversion rate that was pretty much consistent all of 2019. And as the years have gone on, and this is care sites, non-care sites, when a market gets continually hotter and you have more and more competition, your conversion rates of anything goes down, right? If you're in a market and uh, all of a sudden there's a lot more people doing direct mail, uh, your conversion rate's going to go down on it. If, there, if there's a lot more people doing text message marketing and using the same list, your conversion rate goes down eventually. And in general, in a hot market, when it's climbing, 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 there's just a lot more competition and conversion rates usually soften. When the market starts to, to clear out, our conversion rates bounce back up again, which is pretty cool. Uh, but they've slowly, like just kind of slowly edged, you know, towards a downward trend over the last several years as the market got more and more competitive in all spots, not just carrot sites, non-carrot sites, the whole thing. And then when COVID hit, your conversion rates took a dip of about 25% and really never regained that spot. I mean, there's almost overnight, you can see the dip of conversion rates on the websites, yeah. buyers and sellers. Okay, it doesn't matter. And it was an overnight thing. It did pick up in the summer. So your conversion rates were starting to trend back up in the summer, you know, going into July, going into August, September. And then when the new year started to hit around you know, December, January, December, you know, February, things like that, uh, we started to see a softening during, this, the, during the holiday season, which happens anyway. There's almost always a softening of your conversion rates during the holiday season because there's still people searching, but they're like, oh, shoot, I might not want to sell right now. So I'm not going to give them the phone call. I'm going to put my information. I'll wait a little bit. And so what I'm going to do now, Joe... As we'll bounce to the new year and we'll just pop it over here, go to the 29th. I think those dates are right there. And let's look at the trending now in the new year. Okay, so the trending in the new year here is you can see users. So search traffic's very, very consistent this year so far, but it's consistently down a little bit from pre-COVID numbers, but still good. And now you can see conversion rate is just consistent, but edging a little bit lower still as the market gets hotter and hotter and hotter. Now, what does this mean? And now I'll, I'll kind of tie it to something here in a bit on what's going to give you the better conversion rate, type, what type of marketing gives you better conversion rate. What this means, guys, is your search volumes are still up. Conversion rates are lower for a few reasons. Number one, there's still some people from COVID that have chose to not sell yet. They're still wanting to wait and, and wait it out. I'm going to wait until this is done. So if you start to look at the dynamic in our market, markets of low inventory, high costs. There's a heavily low inventory of houses built this last decade. I was looking at a stat the other day where compared to previous decades where there was 20 million housing starts, this previous decade was only about five and a half to six million housing starts. And so we're way low inventory because housing starts, uh, contractors, and just people in general were scared to build mass developments uh, like they were ramping up in the previous decade in 2000 through 2008 or so. This last decade, 2021 through 2011, there hasn't been as many. So that's uh, uh, keeping inventories down. Number two, uh, what's keeping inventories down is there are sellers on the sidelines who want to sell but are not selling yet because of COVID. And so what's going to be interesting uh, seeing, guys, is there's these people, it's the Delta, it's the people who are still searching and they have a problem, 
but are not stepping forward to solve it, those are going to unlock eventually. Those are going to unlock. And the people who are going to win there are the investors who are staying in front of these sellers. It's the one who are staying in front of them with Google retargeting ads and credibility and building trust and authority. And they might not be opting in yet or calling you yet, but when they do, it's the investor that stays in front of them and has the most trust and credibility that's going to win that deal. And so while some people are dialing back some of their marketing in spots, I would actually say as long as you're still getting your profitable numbers, keep the marketing there knowing it's going to unlock, I think, in the next six to eight months. And you're going to see a surge of demand of people ready to make those moves finally. Yeah, fascinating. I was looking at uh, my carrot site and I have a rent to own lease option website. I've had Mm. 32 visitors this week. Uh, 12 leads this week. Mm. I think in the, and guys, I've not, I've not done anything. I'm not the model for like how to optimize your website. I just use a plug and play what carrot gives me. I think in the last, I'll talk about my stats here in a minute, but in, I think in the last year, I've had over 3,400 visitors, 3,000 leads. And looking at the bottom of your site, in the last month, guys, Carrot members have generated over 65,000 leads. And here's the crazy thing. 65% of them are from mobile devices. Yep. And, dude, and that's that's the big thing. And of those leads, none of those leads are phone call leads. So those leads that we're reporting, it's like the most conservative number we possibly have, which is only online opt-in leads. So all the people that are calling the phone numbers at the top, yeah, and yeah. there's a good percentage of people that tap and, and click the tap to call number on mobile. We track the tap to calls on our end, but we can't track it all the way through to say who actually initiated and fully went through the call. But when, from surveys and stuff, you can probably take that number, the 65,000 leads that came in and add about 50% to that. So another 30, and it puts it upwards of the 80 to 90,000 leads a month when you include phone call leads. Significant. Yep. So one, one last thing here, Joe, that I'm going to show, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go away from the data. Or we could dive into the data more if you want, is, is you, you ask, well, what type of marketing in this market? And it's not just this market, but it's every market cycle that we found so far. You know, what type of marketing is going to get me a higher conversion uh, so I have to focus less time and energy on uh, managing the leads? And as we'll find, as, as you guys and gals find in your business, one of the biggest uh, things that, you, that we need to do and that we invest into is lead management. You know, we have our CRMs for lead management. Then we end up having acquisition managers or lead managers like VAs to handle all these leads. And what we found, and also we've had tons of data reported back to us, I'm going to kind of re- re- uh, position in people's minds the conversion rate right now on different marketing types. So number one, a radio and TV, it's about one in 60 leads into a deal. So it's mass marketing. You're getting it out there. It's kind of triggering some people. They're going to pick up the phone and call uh, or sometimes go to the website as well. About one in 60 of those end up turning into a deal. But the cool thing is you can get volume from radio and TV because you're hitting a lot of people at once. It's a high leverage, low conversion methodology. Okay. So number two, though, You've got cold calling, which is about the one in 40 to one in 60 leads in a deal. Same thing, very high leverage, lower conversion uh, as far as your marketing methodology. Direct mail is about one in 20 to one in 40 leads in a deal. So you send out a direct mail post, uh, a direct mail drop. They're going to get a bunch of mail. Pretty darn high leverage conversions, lower than what I'm going to show you here, but better than radio and TV. And so, if you start to, as you start to look at this, I always like to look at my business model, Joe. I say, um, what does my business look like if 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 we have to sift through 60, 70, 80 leads to get a deal? Well, it means I've ha- I have to have more hires. It means there's probably going to be more people involved in it, and it means potentially more hassle. And so, going into a tight market, what I always like to look at, I say, what are the best leads? Like, how do I find the leads that are actually going to mm-hmm. take less energy? They're higher close ratio. 
and higher profit margin. And one in eight to one in 10 of these leads, uh, their organic search leads close into a deal. And I'm talking sellers here, one in eight to one in 10. And then if we're talking Google pay-per-click, it's one in 15 to one in 20, one in 25. And so if you start to look at that, I, I want to I want to challenge people, uh, especially as you're, you're seeing technologies like text message marketing, potentially going, you know, going oh, away, right? Very okay. soon. We start to go, what are we going to replace that with? And how do we make sure that we're not getting locked into marketing that uh, creates an, an inconsistent business that stresses us out. Because if every 12 to 18 months, we're going after all the outbound marketing methods that are working today, it's like the soup du jour. You know, what, what's the marketing that's working right now in our market? Well, eight years ago, it was direct mail. Everyone's cranking on direct mail. And then direct mail rates started to go down as everyone was using the same list and marketing to those areas. What pops up after that? Well, it's cold calling. Okay, cool. So the cold calling crew comes out and start to educate everyone on cold calling. No one was cold calling at that time. They crushing it. Now everyone's cold calling. So your response rates go a little bit down. And so they say, what's next? Text message marketing. So text message marketing comes in about two years ago. Everyone starts text message marketing. It's great for the first 12 to 18 months. Then two years later, it's like, oh shoot, what's next? And so what's next, guys, that I want to challenge you guys on is the organic search side of things. Getting in front of Google uh, searchers for sellers and doing ads there is still insanely consistent. It's growing every quarter, and it's not going to have this ebb and flow that outbound marketing has for you. And it converts twice as good uh, on the traffic side. So important. Yep. I can't tell you how important that is because, again, I'm looking at my stats and my numbers here, and I've not done any kind of SEO intentional to for my rent-to-own lease options website in St. Louis. Mm. And I'm on the first page of Google, my carrot site is, and yep. my stats, again, like I just showed you, I don't remember my numbers right now, but like I'm getting leads because my stuff is out there, right? My carrot site is out there. It's just people are finding it. People are even finding my Facebook page, which redirects that, which leads them to my carrot site. But this is so important. And and Trevor, talk about this, the the importance of just a little bit of investment now and how that pays dividends going forward. Like, yeah, you can get some leads right now by doing direct mail, text messaging, voice blasts, or ringless voicemail, cold calling. But talk about the value of some seeds that you plant now and how that can yield fruit for the next, you know, 15, 20 years even. Dude, I, I'm, I'm going to show this. So once again, for the for the YouTube viewers, you're going to get a little treat, some eye candy here for the, the podcast listeners going to verbalize it. But what, one thing that we've been talking a lot with our, you know, big investors in the market, and I'm just going to show this one one slide here, is this shift towards what we call evergreen marketing. Yeah, this is good. This is my point I was trying to make. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the shift towards evergreen marketing. And and Joe, kind of, you've known me for long enough. You've kind of seen, and I, and I even talked about the mastermind this last week. I'm like, consistent and predictability is what gets you that freedom. Consistent predictability is what is, it's what we all want. We say that we want it, but for some reason, we don't give it to ourselves and our businesses. And and I found years ago, man, that for me, consistency and predictability, yes, part of it's your business model, right? Like if I'm wholesaling houses versus putting money into rental properties, your business model itself can give you more consistency or it can actually keep you on a hamster wheel, okay? So then that's where people can look at their business model and go, okay, how do I make my business model of house flipping or wholesaling or lease optioning more consistent? Well, number one, you can follow Joe's training and do lease option and you can wholesale those lease options or you can keep them and collect the cash flow, which adds consistency. Or you can take your wholesale fees and put them into rental properties or put them into some other business model that's consistent and predictable and it gains momentum over time. So that's the first thing to look at as your business model. Number two, though, within any business model, even wholesaling or flipping or wholesaling lease options is your 
your marketing is we have to look at it and say, what's the most consistent, predictable momentum building marketing I can do that isn't just for getting leads this quarter, next quarter, but is actually positioning me to get momentum this year. And, and I can look back in two years and say, oh, shoot, that work I did two years actually gained momentum and is working for me today. And so when we look at this little graphic, it shows this up and down, this ebb and flow of the outbound marketing journey, you know, where you might look at the end of the year and your tax statement shows that you did really good uh, potentially, but then you look at your every single month and you're stressed the crap out because you don't really know what your marketing is going to do for you next month or next quarter. And so it's harder to hire. It's harder to plan ahead. Uh, it's stressful doing that. And I find so many flippers, wholesalers that get in the business two, three, four, five years. And then that grind, that ebb and flow, that lack of consistency is what drives them out if they didn't shift it. And so what we suggest people doing is we call it evergreen marketing and hamster wheel marketing. A hamster wheel marketing is any outbound marketing that you do that, uh, that you have to continually be on the hamster wheel to make it work, right? So what Joe just talked about with this carrot site, he did some setup originally. There's probably some work that was done originally and now some results are happening for him. Now, could he ramp those results up a little bit? For sure, if, if there was some more work done on it. Um, but that's evergreen marketing. You do the work once and it happens, uh, it works for you for years. Hamster marketing is you do the work once it works for a very limited time period. It could be a day if it's a social post. It could be, you know, six weeks if it's a cold call campaign, then things are going to trickle out. It could be direct mail, you know, where that's, you know, three, four, five, six weeks. But what you guys need to focus on is how do we make the foundation of my business evergreen marketing? Because that's going to make your foundation consistent. And then you make your scale. So you scale up with your, with your outbound with your hamster wheel. Where a lot of entrepreneurs kind of get caught is their foundation is hamster wheel marketing. And anytime anything changes in the market or your text message marketing gets killed now, your business, you're out of business or you get stressed. And that happens every every 12 to 18 months. So yeah, this is so important, guys. Like if you could just learn to talk about your website more often mm -hmm. in your podcasts, in your YouTube channels, in your social media, that stuff sticks around forever. And I, I, I've said yeah. this, I wrote a chapter in uh, Brunson's book. You suddenly lose, this is Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels. You mm -hmm. suddenly lose everything 30 days. What would you do to go from, um, uh, from, um, if, in days one through 30, right? Yep. And uh, did you have did you have a chance to contribute to this, Trevor? I I, I didn't, man. But there was some amazing. I bought the book, and there's some awesome stuff in there. Really good. All right. So um, one of the things I talked about, and I also did this in. Um, I'm not trying to brag. It sounds like I am. I wrote another <laughs> chapter for Russell Brunson's book in the um, brick and mortar funnels. Mm. And I talked about in there, in both of these, about doing, picking a niche and doing some social media stuff. And so yep. specifically would be practical, pr putting this into practical terms is, is uh, let's say your niche is St. Louis real estate, St. Mm. Louis deals, St. Louis real estate or whatever. If you just started going in every day, doing a little video, putting it on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and all of them, and talk about the St. Louis market. Talk about buying deals in St. Louis, selling deals in St. Louis, and just have on the bottom of your video, your website. And in you, when you post that YouTube video up, I'm telling you guys, just doing little things like that, being hyper-focused an inch wide and a mile deep, yep. you're going to get so much traction. And those little investments as you're driving people to your website, your carrot site is, is going to just drive that organic stuff. And that stuff lasts for a long time. When people start searching for how to sell my house fast to St. Louis or whatever, yep. you, they're going to find your videos. They're going to find your pages that uh, Google is seeing all of this going. And, and it, it takes a long, not a long time, but it's not instantaneous. It takes a while to see that going. But yep. when you start that 
I'm telling you, six months later, a year later, two years later, you're going to see tons and tons of leads coming from that. This is what we're talking about. The flash in the pan marketing is good. That gets you leads quick, but don't ignore the evergreen marketing, right? Dude, and and, and that's the thing. One thing that I've been talking with a lot of our high level and and newer investors, Joe, is is, is really pulling back and asking ourselves, like, why the heck did we get into the business in the first place? And and most of, you know, when I talk to people, most of the time, it's very similar things. It's I, I want to get more freedom. I want more flexibility from you know, my job. I didn't want to have to clock in. I wanted to eliminate my income ceiling. Uh, I wanted to make a greater impact and those types of things. And so none of us had on that, none of us ever have on the list, build a business that traps me, right? That, that's just what happens when we go, hey, I want these things, but then we don't walk it backwards and say, well, what business model and or what marketing will actually give me more freedom, give me more consistency, give me more predictability. And, and there might be a lot of people on here going, well, shoot, you know, how am I going to compete against XYZ other person or Joe or Trevor uh, in a market when I'm just launching my site now and they've been there for three years. It doesn't matter. Like so we, we have a lot of people in, let's say Dallas, Texas, as an example. Uh, we, we had our we had our most recent carrot camp in September, and these guys here, they're called the home buying guys. Uh, these guys here, let me I'll drag it over because I'm trying to think of their names. It's Lance and um, Lance and uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking out? Ah. Anyway, Lance. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Cool, yeah, dude. so they're 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 awesome, the home buying guys. But they are they they were probably customer number one hundred and thirty fifth in the Dallas market, and they were there way after other guys like Brian Rockwell and other case studies we've had in that market. And they just executed the darn plan. They just said, well, even though there's a lot of people that are doing online marketing in that market, how do we stand out? And that's the biggest thing that people need to do now because now we have iBuyers that we're legit directly competing with. And those iBuyers, I don't know if you guys started to see the last six months, we predicted this two years ago, but I said the iBuyers are going to become brokerages or they're going to start to partner with people. And they are going to not only just make offers, they're going to also get people on the listings. If you look on Open Door today, they specifically say now we will list or buy uh, your house unless that was just a split test. And then also OfferPad, we will list or buy your house. Wow. And so now if you look at Keller Williams, you look at EXP, all those, they are now going out there and building iBuyer programs like they have the last year. And uh, Zillow is now a brokerage. And so three years ago, I started to say the real t- retail and the wholesale market are going to start to mash together and you have to be both or you have to work with the other. If you're an investor, you have to also be an agent, have a license or work with somebody so you can take those 80% of your leads that are not going to fit the box of a cash offer and help those sellers uh, through the retail side and collect those commissions. And there's a lot of people who are going to say, man, I don't want to get my license or my, my coach told me not to, um, which, which is valid, right? Once you get your license, there's a higher code of ethics you've got to stand to. And there's some things you got to do. But I can, I can guarantee you guys, especially in a competitive market right now, if you go to market and you are just serving up a cash offer and you don't have the whole gamut of things to offer, you're going to be losing deals. And number two is in a competitive market, like in Dallas or Denver or wherever else, there's probably going to be three, four, five, six other investors and agents that that seller is likely going to be talking to if they're seeking out a solution. And when you start to look at the, if you start to look at it, number one, yeah, your website and marketing should hit the basics. Hey, you tell them that you have a service that can solve their problem. That's like basic table stakes. Hey, you need to sell your house in Dallas, Fort Worth. Cool. I have a service that can offer that can help you there. Hey, you want to sell your house in Tacoma? Awesome. I can help you with that. So check that box. Table stakes. Tell them you have a service. But number two, what's going to happen next is they're going to then vet and verify you. They're going to say, who is this guy or gal? They're going to say, are they experienced? And they're going to start to go through your website and look at your credibility. Like I'm showing the visuals of this for those of you watching the YouTube version, but showing how Keith, one of our customers, he does eight to 10 deals a month, most of them through online, through Carrot, how he's building credibility. Dude, Joe, if you were to look at his site versus the average investor site, even the average Carrot member site, 
Keith's going to win those deals all day long because he's got so much more credibility on there. Videos with with sellers. Um, he's got before and afters of some of the flips they've done. Uh, he has lots of credibility and testimonials all over the place. You look in the reviews page, he's got videos everywhere. And it's Keith with that seller, Keith with that seller. Keith's shaking the hand. Keith's a nice guy. It's like Keith, Keith's wearing a vest. He must be a nice guy if he's wearing a vest, right? And so that's that's the market we're in right now, guys, is you're still going to get your higher performance, uh, your highest margin deals, your most motivation from people who are seeking out the solution, which is Google Searcher. But to stand out for any marketing you're doing, okay. even if you don't give a crap about search, uh, getting ranked in Google, we have to be building our credibility profile right now. Nice. Big time. Well, somebody looking at this on YouTube or watching this is like, okay, that looks nice, but oh my gosh, I have to build all that myself. Mm. Like I have no idea where to start. Yeah. You know, I was looking at those other guys you just mentioned, the, um, the guys in Dallas, looking yep. at their website here. This is obviously a carrot site, but they've got a lot of good content in yep. here. Then looking at this one, you're also mentioning, I'm just looking at the kind house buyers guys here. Yep. It just looks really slick and nice and fancy. And somebody who doesn't have any clue with technology, like, how do I do this? Is it really point and click? I know I'm, I'm giving you a softball here. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. I mean, at, at the end of the day, so there's going to be work, right? And this is something sure. that I tell people is you can either work your butt off for the next you know, X amount of years, three, four, five, six, seven, ten 10 years doing hamster wheel marketing. And every 12 to 18 months, you get a shift your strategy and it goes into an emergency moment. Or you can work your butt off the next two to six months building up your evergreen marketing. And so kind of what, what we say, Joe, is this is your first, there's something we call the 261 formula. The first two months, I'll see if I can slide, find this slide, but the first two months is going to be a good bit of work. It's going to be building what we call your authority hub. Uh, it's getting a carrot site launched. It's getting your reviews up there. It's getting you know some good content up there and a good about page. And, and it might take you a whole day or two days, maybe, depending how fast you do that or how, how readily available you have that content. Getting your logo on there if you have one. If you're brand new and you're like, man, how am I going to compete because I don't have any reviews yet? It doesn't matter. Just make people love you. Like make, make people love you at first. And as you get those reviews, then put them on there. So the first couple months, you're probably going to be, you know, three, four hours a week, maybe max yeah. diving into our training, doing some of the work, adjusting things and starting to do the content and SEO and maybe launch your first paid ads. And then about month six, Joe, is where you start to then see some, some results happen. That's where you start to see things pop on Google. That's where you start to see you know, some rankings pop. And that's, and that's also where you're probably going to see that first lead or two come in around that time period. Maybe a lead a month at that time, maybe a lead every other week at that time, depending on your market. But then here's where it gets cool is right around the year period. That's where momentum picks up with evergreen marketing because it's kind of seeded in there. And a lot of people get in that three to six, three to eight month mark, Joe, that's where a lot of people get defeated, right? They, they go, oh my gosh. I've been doing the work. I've been doing the work, but I'm not seeing the result. And they get back on the hamster wheel because it's eye candy. It's like, I'm going to get rolling on this thing. And if you just stick through that month six, stick through that month, they implement the plan a couple hours a week. You're going to start to see really a bunch of momentum from month six to 12. And like the guys down in Dallas, it took them about eight months. And now they do hundreds of thousands of dollars per month right now, oftentimes. And most of that's through Carrot, if not all of it, uh, through SEO and Google pay-per-click. Keith now... He does eight to 10 deals a month. And most of those are through this, but it took him about a year to get that momentum. Consistency. Yep. Consistency. Consistency is the key. For sure. And you need, a, you need a website. You need the credibility. Nobody does it better than Carrot. Cool. Trevor, what do you guys got working on uh, in the horizon? 
going on? Yeah, dude. So there's some some cool things. The first the first thing, Joe, is we've been hot and heavy on hybrid uh, for like I said two or three years, and especially now that the market is low on seller inventory, agents, so real estate agents, is something that we are we've been working with agents for a couple of years, but now if you're an agent or an investor. Uh, the hybrid model is going to be key to be able to compete against the iBuyers and against the brokerages. Now they're going to be buying by hybrid hybrid model. Yeah, for for us, hybrid model is more of a seller strategy. So it's someone who's an investor and has their license, or you could be an investor, but you're collaborating with someone who has the real estate license. So you don't have to get it, but you have to find a way to take those seller leads that come through. And about 80% of those sellers don't want your, your discount cash offer. They want retail. So then the 20%, you're going to be able to kind of engage in those 20% and hopefully make a purchase or use creative financing like Joe teaches to increase your odds of, of making a deal. But then the 80%, most sellers are throwing, most uh, investors are throwing those leads away. You're completely throwing them in the trash. And so hybrid is going to be big. And we've got some cool things rolling out in hybrid, a hybrid website we rolled out a couple months ago. We've got some nice. great training on hybrid on how to really ramp up your sellers, but then take those leads that are not wholesale worthy um, and put them over here to the agent side to add income stream. And then the, another thing that we're doubling down on big time, Joe, is man, it, you, you saw it when we were at the mastermind. We're investing about a million dollars extra this year in a product development. So we're going, all right, how do we make our SEO tools better? How do, how do we make the designs on Carrot even better? Uh, ramping up our split testing. We've already started to roll things out on Carrot sites, even this quarter to make conversion rates even higher, like we've been doing for years. So got some really cool product stuff coming out uh, for sure. I was just looking at my podcast website, realestateinvestingmastery.com, and I'm thinking, man, it'd be nice to get a redesign for this. Do you have a podcast website template? <laughs> Dude, it, it's so funny because there's a guy, uh, He's he runs the podcast Labco Agents in the real estate agent market, one oh, of the yeah. biggest communities over there. And so Jeff Pfizer, he's actually moving his personal brand branded website over to Carrot. Really? Um, and he's going to dive in and do all this stuff. The problem is, if you want to make it look am- like, like Lewis House's website or something, our system just isn't set up for that. You know, we're direct response you know, eliminate the clutter, but make or eliminate the fluff and make it high converting. So Jeff's moving over to it, but yeah, we don't officially have like a podcast site. I use Carrot Joe for my personal site. So trevormock.com is on Carrot. And then I use it for Airbnb, my Airbnbs and for my rental properties. That's what I use it for. Nice. Cool. Yep. All right. There you go. Thank you so much, Trevor, for being on the show. And again, guys, I like carrots. I really do. <laughs> JoeLikesCarrots.com. I get a little commission when you buy a carrot site, but I've been recommending you guys for years and years. Um, it's there's there's just nobody else that does it like you guys do, as good as you do it. And you've got websites for motivated sellers, for buyers, for lenders, for land deals, buying yep. and selling land. Uh, you got websites for agents, uh, lease options. Anything else I forgot? I mean, you got a bunch of them. Yeah, there, there's a mobile home one. Uh-huh. Got some other ones, but yeah, the, the land one's funny. If, if anyone was to literally Google sell my land at the national level, the number one ranking result is a carrot site at the national level. Like oh, I brings in beautiful. probably two to 3,000 land seller leads every single, every single year through that, that, one, that one page, which yeah. is crazy. I love it. Yep. All right, guys, you can check Trevor out also at carrot.com. You want to go directly to a site. You guys have a podcast. Well, how do people find that? Dude, uh, CarrotCast. So let's go to carrot.com forward slash Trevor. And Joe, that's kind of where everything is. So the links to the carrot cast is over there. You were recently on the carrot cast, which was yeah. a blast. And uh, what 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 we do in that man is two two times a week. Once a week is an interview with one of our customers or some of my favorite authors, Greg McEwen from Essentialism. Yeah, you guys uh, got some came great on the podcast on your. Oh, dude, yeah, he was in the podcast. Some of my favorite authors we get on, 
And then the second one, I actually borrowed this from you. Uh, just kind of recording. You had the 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 podcast that you're doing in your car for a while. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> so I still do that. I'm I'm about 80, 80 or ninety. What I call Trevor Truck Talks in. Oh, cool. And those are always on my drive home. They're usually sub ten to fifteen minutes from the heart. What I'm going through as an entrepreneur, nice. and um, those are some of the ones that get the most responses and, and, and ratings and just people DMing me because it's always mindset stuff. It's stuff as an entrepreneur that you're going through that I wade you through my own journey as well. So check out the carrot cast, but go to carrot.com forward slash Trevor for access to all that. Find me on, on IG over there as well. Are you active on IG? Yeah. Pre, I mean, pretty active, active compared to Grant Cardone. No, but right. I, yes, I, I do update things on stories weekly and sometimes all right, daily, all right. sure. more than me. That's awesome. <laughs> It's been a short podcast, but we started late. I know you got a deadline you got to get out to. Uh, but Trevor, thank you so much for being on the show. Dude, I, I, I appreciate you, man. And uh, one thing I want to I want to finish with is this, yeah. guys. I've, I've known Joe for you know, many, many years. And the community that you guys are in right now with Joe, you, you guys are going to have everything you need to succeed. I've, I've seen Joe you know, succeed over and over again, year after year. And one of the most honest, ethical dudes that I know and just knows his stuff. So uh, the one thing I always suggest for people to do is lock into one mentor for that first 90 days, 120 days, six months, and just dive deep in their rabbit holes. Like, don't go to the carrot cast until you've gone through everything's on, on Joe's and implemented it. And uh, you guys are in the right spot. So grateful for you, man, and being that beacon of positivity and possibility for the for the industry. Well, I appreciate that. I really, really do. And I also, I, I forgot to mention this. Um, your blog on your website is really good. I'm opening it up yep. here. You had some fascinating articles on there. Uh, you, you analyzed 50 plus Google ad accounts and you showed where the top 20 motivated seller keywords are, were. Yep. Uh, you have a new and improved Carrot IDX, which allows people to show uh, properties that are listed on the MLS there. Um, you have some data blog posts about a 50, how a 50% increase in motivated seller leads came from one simple test. Mm-hmm. Nine real estate business models to consider when rising interest rates. Uh, with rising interest rates or when inventories are low. 10 ways to audit your Google ads during COVID. And that's something similar to what we talked about here where over 200,000 buyer and seller leads came from in the last three months. Six data-driven ways to generate more motivated seller leads online. There's a whole blog post talking about evergreen marketing, which we just did here. Best practices for real estate investor websites. Four real estate website pitfalls that can kill your lead generation. <laughs> 29 real estate agent marketing ideas to generate more seller leads online. Like, come on. Oh, There's good stuff over there, man. This is really good. For sure. So I appreciate you being on the show. Trevor, I want to guys uh, just encourage you to go check out the uh, CarrotCast website, the podcast as well. A lot of good stuff on there. Cool. We'll see you soon, Trevor. I'm sure we got some mastermind that we're going to be at sometime soon. Down oh yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm, I'm always pumped to have my Joe McCall time, man. So I, I appreciate this time with you today, dude. And it's a, is an amazing pleasure to hang out with, this, with, with you this week. And yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see each other sometime this year in person again. All right. Sounds good, sure. Trevor. Awesome. We'll see you guys, everybody. Take care.